Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of InfoSec Sync for the Shellshock vulnerability. I'm your host, Nick Thomas, security analyst and engineer. And I am Matt Morris, cybersecurity analyst and information system security engineer. We're going to um, provide some insight on what the Shellshock um, bash vulnerability is, um, how to identify it within your, um, within your enterprise environment, and apply the appropriate patches and mitigations um, for Shellshock to make sure that uh, the attack surface and vulnerabilities are addressed. Um, so with that, Nick, what do you have on, uh, on Shellshock for us and our listeners? So just months after Heartbleed made waves across the internet, a new security flaw known as the Bass Bug is threatening to compromise everything from major servers to connected cameras. A new security vulnerability known as the Bash or Shellshock Bug could spell disaster for major digital companies, small-scale web hosts, and even internet-connected devices. The quarter-century-old security flaw allows malicious code execution within the Bash shell, commonly accessed through command prompt on PC or Mac's terminal application, allows that to take over an operating system and access confidential information. Um, a post from open source software company Red Hat warned that it is common for a lot of programs to run Bash shell in the background, and the bug is triggered when extra code is added within the lines of Bash code. Security expert Robert Graham has warned that the Bash bug is bigger than Heartbleed because the bug interacts with other software in unexpected ways, and because an enormous percentage of software interacts with the shell. He goes on to say, we'll never be able to catalog all the software out there that is vulnerable to the bash bug. While the known systems like your web server are patched, unknown systems remain unpatched. We see that with the Heartbleed bug, six months later, hundreds of thousands of systems remain vulnerable. Okay. Um, so what I'm taking uh, from that is basically um, it's affecting CGI. That's correct. Right? Yep. So if CGI is enabled um, on uh, web servers or anything that has a bash shell that that has an underlying bash shell, right? And CGI um, bin is a way to an get attacker an attacker app server can to hit that, scripts. have remote code execution on the bash shell, and um, execute commands. So, have they seen botnets using this yet? Have they seen any uh, any of the associated um, you know, kind of things that would exploit this? Have they seen that in the wild yet, Nick? Um, not sure, but ARS Technica reports that the vulnerability could affect Unix and Linux devices as well as hardware running Mac OS X. According to ARS, a test on Mac OS X Mavericks version 10.9.4 showed that it has a vulnerable version of Bash. Okay. So the, I guess... The operating systems that are kind of affected by this are the Linux operating system, Unix operating system, um, FreeBSD, OpenBSD, as well as Debian, Ubuntu, Red Hat, um, CentOS, and Novell or SUSE. So everything like that, and Unix uses it as the uh, default shell, so automatically it's there. All right. So another um, interesting thing is um, uh, CVE twenty fourteen. 6271 was released, and CVE 2014-7169 uh, was released, I believe, within 48 hours of the initial. Yeah, so we have two now. So we have two out there. 
So basically, the first one is patched and addressed. However, the second one is not patched, and um, there's a different way to exploit that uh, through the environment on the back end. So there are two separate ways that you can kind of test to see if you know you're vulnerable um, by basically inputting commands that will be run. Um, you have a command to set an environmental, environmental variable before the execution of the bash command. Then you have to tacked on arbitrary commands, which will be executed by bash. And then you have the real command that's on the back end, right? So um, we'll go ahead and post up in the show notes a link um, to some of the things that you can run from the command line. I know I, I've had a couple of buddies of mine run it in their Mac systems, and they are vulnerable. Um, and the problem is it's not just taking care of CGI on the top. You can switch to corn, right, from bash. You could switch to another shell. However, everything that's, that's running on top is going to break. So this has to be patched from the, the bottom kernel. Um, and it's, you know, if it's not addressed at that layer, it's going to affect everything on top. There's no real, real way to drill down and fix this. Um, also, I think it'll be difficult for vendors to implement signatures because there's a wide array of things that could be issued, right? Um, it's not just going to be what we're seeing out there, which is a, um, you know, colon or a, uh, a single quote and then space parents, right? It could be a space space or, you know, there could be a wide variety of combinations for this command. Is that right, Nick? Yeah, that's true. And, you know, the code is actually being executed before it gets to the stage of the validating input. So that's what's making this so vulnerable. Yep. So this is definitely something to look out for. Um, right now, it looks like um, consumers are advised to apply patches to routers and any other web-enabled devices as they when they become available by the vendors. Uh, users of Apple's Mac OS X should be aware that the operating system currently ships with a vulnerable version of Bash, and Mac users should apply any patches for OS X once they become available. Um, I mean, this is one thing that you know you look at, and let's compare this to uh, OpenSSL or GNU TLS, right? Both of those were built upon a GNU or free and open source software. Now it's become vulnerable. So really, where's the law of diminishing returns on that, right? right. With use, using something free that's you know not proprietary, it's something that's free and open source for everybody to use, which means it should be widely patched because it's widely adopted and frequently patched. But um, we're seeing that we're, we're getting hit multiple times. I mean, within the past year, we've had GNU TLS, OpenSSL. Now we've had Bash. It's affecting a large number of systems out there. Isn't there a way that you can go through the Google cache and, and look for some of this information, use some Google Foo? Is, is that right, Nick? Yeah, there sure is. Okay, if we do some uh, Google hacking, uh, do a Google hacking command, here, here's what you would find. It would be type in file type colon sh space in url, that's inurl colon cgi tack bin space site colon and then your site or uh, gov for instance com for instance 
EDU, whatever you wanted to look for that was uh, vulnerable. But keep in mind that cyber criminals are do- doing this as well to look for attack vectors. Yeah, so they're looking for the low-hanging fruit, what they can go out there, find initially, and exploit very easily. So um, the attack vectors with CGI, so web, web servers using CGI bin mechanism to execute bash scripts, the HTTP headers are the HTTP headers are sent by the attackers, then they're converted into environmental variables. Um, SSH can also be used as an attack vector, so it can be used to escape the restricted SSH shell. And then DHCP can also be used by um, the code. You know, can be used to execute by the DHCP clients. So once the attacker gets online um, and actually is able to execute this code, they'll be able to um, execute any shell command. Right, anything they would be able to do by that, but it's limited by the user perm- permission. So, if the Apache web server is run in a different account at a different level, um, other than root, then you're only going to have that limited user permission. However, right, right. they're that much closer through that layer defense model, and they're able um, to get that much closer. So they're through the moat, and now they're at the front door of your castle, right? And yep. um, the exploit is very easy to perform. There's various proof of concept exploits that are available out there. All right, so people get your um, get your machines patched, get your servers patched, do whatever you can so you're not vulnerable. Yep, and again, there's two test strings that can be run safely while logged into a system. Um, one is just going to echo something there at the terminal or at that you know at that terminal window, and then the other one is actually um, going to uh, drop a file. Um, echo with the date inside of it, and then you'll be able to look in there and actually see what's going on. One's you're using env, the environmental command, with x, and the other one is a dash i or attack i and then x. And then there's different things in there. We'll post that information up on the site. And then there's also various Metasploit modules now. I don't know if um, individuals such as Nessus, OpenVAS, people out there for vulnerability scanning within enterprise environments are going to release, um, you know, Profiles or overlays or you know some plugins that will be able to search for these types of things. So that's something to also be on the lookout. We need to proactively look for this. Um, and then to protect yourself, three main things: you want to apply the patch. The current patch is incomplete, but wait for further ones from the vendor. Um, you could change the sh- the shell from uh, from bash to corn, or you know, there's different things you can do, but that will likely break things. And then you know, you can apply the web application firewall or IPS rules. The current public rules that are out there are lacking. They're not really, um, they're not really looking at. So be sure to inventory what you have. Um, start with the Google check. Apply the patch quickly and watch for updates. And then, you know, you want to make sure that the bash CGI bin scripts and things like that that are out there in the enterprise environment, those are the low-hanging fruit. So you want to make sure you have those secure. Absolutely. Good deal. So with uh with that, I guess we can wrap this one up, huh, Nick? Yeah. Um. Thanks for uh, joining us for this very special podcast for the vulnerability. And um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, Ashley Parks, whose uh, last day was in our client spaces today. Moving on to uh, greener pastures. So, what up, Ashley Parks? Ashley Parks in the house. All right, let's do this thing. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Absolutely. See you guys later. <laughs>